let's just talk about how your child's doing. And and yeah. for us as for us as parents, it was hey, like we we would just like to see that you know our child is our child yeah. known by you. So it was like hey, how's our child doing? Well, let me tell you how they're doing. Like, no, no, no. But how, how are, are they, they doing? doing? <laughs> like, how yeah. are they? Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Dave Mulder. I'm Abby DeGroat. Richard Mao has a wonderful book titled The Life of the Mind. It is a short but important book, and I encourage you to read it. Chapter 11 in that book is one I've read many times. It is titled Safe Spaces for Playing Around. In that chapter, Mao says, quote, safe spaces are essential for intellectual explorations, end quote. And he shares a vignette of having a hallway conversation with a colleague that often concluded with the colleague stating, well, I have to go back to my office to play around with a few ideas. I think those lines capture what we're trying to do here. We're trying to create a safe space for all of us, you and us, to learn together. And one of our deep hopes is that you might be encouraged to go back to your classroom, your staff room, or your hallway and play around with some ideas. If you are new to hallway conversations, one of us brings a question and we explore some of our thinking around it. Better yet, as much as we enjoy bringing our own questions, we relish getting questions from listeners. So we would like to hear from you. Please email us or send us a recording of your questions and we'll do our best to play around with it. Send your questions to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Abby, I think you're bringing the question yes, today. Yes, I am. So I am coming um, off of parent-teacher conferences oh, with, yeah. for my own kids this week. And it kind of prompted me to think about, as a teacher as well, and as a parent, what are some ways that we as schools and teachers can partner well with parents in the education of their kids? Such a great question. Yeah. And I, I feel that every year around this time, mm -hmm. we have, have the opportunities to connect. Yeah. It's a significant event, right? Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. It ain't can I, nothing. <laughs> can I ask a, so I love the question. So can I ask a clarifying question? Mm -hmm. um, you're using the word partnership. Right. So can you can you tell us why you're using that word partner? And I guess I'm thinking right. I'm asking you as a as a parent, like why are you using right. the word partnership and and how might you see the school as a partnership? Because that that's as a, a partner, question. so yeah. Right. And I think that's a hallmark of you know, Christian education that we as parents yeah. want for our kids mm, yeah. is that we feel like they are a partner in not only building the academic knowledge of our kids, but also yeah. in shaping their worldview and shaping their faith yeah. perspective, yeah. right? And yeah. they're yeah. definitely shaped by their school experiences. And so we hope that as much as we shape them, right, they're also positively shaped by the yeah. other adults and, and students yeah. in their lives. And I would say that for myself too, right? Like the, the benefit that I've found in having other Christians who care deeply mm -hmm. about my kids speaking into their life like what a blessing that oh is my. as as being part of a christian community and yeah that it's not all on me as yeah. as dad right. you know to do that but there's right. going to be other men and women who come alongside my kids and yeah it, bring them along in their faith journey i, I think what a blessing that is mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I guess I'm thinking about the, I really like the word part, partnership and I've used it before, but I just wanted to, yeah, to hear how you might define define that. I'm thinking about uh, my work when I was, a, I was an elementary school principal for 10 years before um, coming to this place. And, you know, we would regularly have um, parents show up at our front door. Sometimes, sometimes it was scheduled, sometimes it wasn't. People who were just curious ab about mm -hmm. the school. Yeah. And it was always really intriguing. I loved it. It was one of my favorite parts of the job was sitting down and having a cup of coffee, maybe taking them for, for a tour. And one of the things, you know, getting to a place in those conversations where I would often ask, you know, you know, the, the language of deep hope, I would often right. ask parents, you know, what, what is your deep, deep hope for your child? Not just, you know, what do you hope for around math programs or athletics or music or, um, but like, you know, above all else, what do you mm -hmm. want? And to listen to parents talk about that mm -hmm. um, was really, was really inspiring to me. But one of the things that I would often encourage them um, I would try to encourage them is to try and visit as, as many schools as they could actually, like articulate your deep mm -hmm. hope and then visit as many schools as you can. Because in the end, I would try to encourage them to say is you are looking for a school to partner with. Right. Um, and in the end, you want to find a place where, you know, a parent has a vision for their child's education and a school has a vision for what they believe, you mm -hmm. know, education mm -hmm. should look like. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping, you know, you want parents to partner with a school right. where their vision and a school's vision align. And so when you you use the word partner, mm -hmm. Abby, I wasn't even necessarily thinking of, you know, parent-teacher conferences, although that's a real tangible way. Right. But I was even As thinking, yeah, like yeah. I was thinking even too, like, you know, like you want you want to partner with institutions, whether it's Christian or public school, actually, or non-faith-based yep. private right. school or, yep. or secondary school, or I would even say thinking about um, post-secondary, you know, where yep. where mm -hmm. a, a family or a, a young adult decides to go to um, universities to say, hey, I want to partner to be in a place where the things I'm on about or that we're on about as a family and the things that an institution is on about um, that those things fit. I, I even think about that even for our own vocation, sure. right? Like what, what is one of the things that brought me to this place is like, oh, I want to, I want to partner in my work, yeah. mm -hmm. um, in my vocation, in a place where I feel like, oh, like the things that this university is mm -hmm. on about are the things I'm on about. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's kind of a sidebar, mm -hmm. but I, I really right. appreciate right. that. But I guess I'm thinking no, bigger, but but to find that place where those those loves align yeah. where they where they yeah. enmesh right like because this is what i care deeply about for my own kids yeah. and for my kids education yeah. and this is the school's yeah. a promise statement i was gonna say mission yeah. statement we yeah. talked about a mission statement as a promise yeah. statement right so we say like this is what we will promise yeah. to you as a school for me as a teacher this is what i promise to you right. as a family yeah. i'm going to do these things that that's not something to take lightly no and i and i guess when i think about partnership i said one of the things I sometimes imagined as a principal is, is no institution and no family, nobody gets it right all the time. Oh, but right. overall, like right. I think my hope or one of my deep hopes as, as a school leader was, you know, when, when a family dropped their child off at our school and watched them walk through the front doors, or, or even when a family drops their child off at this place and yeah, walks right. watches them walk into a dorm room for the first time, not the expectation that it will be perfect, 
that you sort of have this deep peace mm-hmm. that you're entrusting your child to a place that is partnering with mm-hmm. you. And, you know, Dave, you use the phrase education as formation. Totally. Right? That you're dropping your child off at a place, whether they're in kindergarten or they're a university freshman, that they're being formed and shaped yeah. and um, they're in a place that values overall, not every little thing, but overall right. values the same, same things you do. I, I think that's where a partnership actually starts right is is that bigger you know who do we want to partner with Mm -hmm. so no how about you dave like if you think about partnership as either a a dad or as a professor what what sort of comes to Uh, your mind it's funny when you say that the way you phrase that i'm picturing so my my kids went to the school that i had taught at and then i moved from that school to become a professor here Mm -hmm. and how that sometimes made interacting with former colleagues, I was going to say complicated, that's maybe not fair, but more nuanced, yeah. right? Because I come in mm-hmm. always wearing my education professor hat, yeah. and, and I can't take it off, and I'm a former colleague, and so I know things, and like, yeah. But the flip side of that is, when you're part of a community, and when you invest in a community, you do get to know the people, and to me, right. that's the, the real right. benefit and the real blessing of this sense of being enmeshed together, right? right. And if right. we're serious about partnership, that means some sense of self-disclosure on both right. parties, yeah. right? And so for me as a teacher, to be able to say, well, this is who I am, and I reveal that in the classroom with the kids, mm-hmm. too, but when I'm meeting up with parents, to be my honest and authentic self and trust that they're going to do the same to me and so that we can share our joys and concerns that we share about your child that that's a substantial thing it is a substantial thing especially when those roles are enmeshed right right yeah yeah because then I wind up doing a professional development workshop for my kids' teachers. That right. I like, I worry about that. Like, does this come yeah. off like I'm trying to tell you what to do? It's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Yeah. But also, I do bring a particular expertise when I come in. Right. Like, oh, right. like it's right. it gets nuanced. Yeah. No, and and I do think when it when it feels like an authentic partnership, how are we able to give each other kind, specific, helpful feedback? Right. Mm-hmm. For the for the sake of the institution or for the sake of the kids that. You know, like I, I've had parents, and I and I've I've when I was a principal, I've had um, teachers have come into my office sure. and said, "Hey, like, in the spirit of partnership, because I love you, I just want to give you a heads up about this." Mm. And I like, and that's that a partnership has to start with you know a trusting relationship, right? right? right. And to receive that. And also trusting I can give that feedback to it to a teacher or a teacher to a parent to say like if we're partnering, it's not going to be a one way street of information. No, right. Like I need to hear from parents and parents need to hear from me because we're in this together because we love this child and we're all on this kid's team. And and then to think how do we do that well? Right. Right. So you know I I can think I've I've made this mistake so I'm gonna just own that right of of being frustrated about something at school and sending an email to that teacher, Mm. right? Or sometimes when something goes astray at school, getting an email from a teacher that doesn't, and sometimes that's the easiest way to do it. But but I know like, hey, even in a partnership, how can I make a phone call? Mm. Can we have a conversation Mm -hmm. face-to-face as partners, right? That, That again, I'm thinking about that, um, restorative practices rubric, right? Like yes. with, with versus two, right? Like how do we do this with each other? How do we have authentic conversations um, and, and partner even that way? So mm-hmm. I think one way schools and 
um, schools and teachers partner with parents is by having authentic as much as possible face-to-face -face conversations yeah. Um, right yeah and coming off of face-to-face -face conversations yeah. with my kids teachers it's yeah. a very valuable yeah. part right we had good conferences we did yeah. and, <laughs> you know and i think that and and not because my kids are perfect by any means right? i mean come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a six-year-old who, as one of his teachers said, is in perpetual motion. Hey, yeah. Right? <laughs> I love that phrase. As, as six-year-olds should yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I think what, what I value so much about conferences is walking away, and I've always had this at my kids' school. I think of Reese's diagnosis, right, with type 1 diabetes when she was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have never felt like my kids were not known and loved. Yeah. at that school yeah and to me as a parent that's mm. the greatest gift yeah. right so so I will never forget and I um when I walked in it, it was her teachers after diagnosis that I talked to but also I will never forget walking into the kitchen and mm. and even even the lunch ladies yeah. the tears and the concern that mm. they showed for her right yeah. like the the true partnership of that yeah. that entire school mm. around that event for wow. me was very formative that's in, powerful in yeah. my kids's like just and for her sake too she knows she's safe she knows who to go to mm -hmm. they are all on board with the way that we want to manage their mm -hmm. They're completely supportive and so when you have a, a child with a need like that that literally is is life-threatening right? right it puts a whole new spin on that partnership yeah, in ways sure. that 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 have that are different yeah. and have shaped our experience there too yeah positively yeah I, i'm thinking about now oh, thanks for sharing that and mm -hmm. that is beautiful and i think that that is what partnership looks right. like right is to say like no we your family or your child is so much more than a brain on a stick right, right? like That's it's, right. it's yes. so so much more and and in some ways like for me if i think about that with my with my own kids like i knew and i know wherever they go to school they're, they're gonna learn like mm -hmm. they're gonna they're gonna learn yeah. they're gonna get the it's it's actually i'm looking when we look for a school to partner with it's actually all the other things that we're looking for like i'm trusting that that's gonna happen right and and if there's concerns about that we'll fi we'll figure that out but but the schools that we chose to send our kids to it was about hey we want them here because we want them to be known like mm -hmm. to know others mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. to be known and and even just one little thing, like our, our kids were out of school, and, and I know traditionally, at least where where we were, is for a long times report cards would come out, and then you would schedule parent teacher yeah. conferences, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's sort of the 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 message there then is like these conferences are to talk about how your child's doing mm -hmm. academically. Yeah. And one of the schools that our kids was at at some point changed those conferences to way earlier in the semester, like totally divorced them from report cards sure. mm -hmm. it was like within the first five six seven weeks i think of the beginning of mm -hmm. the school year and then and then the learning target changed for sure so so how's the start how's the learning but but then the focus really was hey, let's just talk about how your child's doing and and yeah. for us as for us as parents it was hey like we we would just like to see that you know our child is our child yeah. known by you so it was like hey how's our child doing well let me tell you how they're doing actually no 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 but how, how are, are they, they doing, doing? <laughs> yeah. like how yeah. are they like how are the, how's it going with friends like do you see them in the hallways like do they do 
they feel like they're engaged or distracted? Is there anything we need? Is there anything we need to know beyond the right. academic right. that might help us partner together in helping our child right. succeed in every yeah. in every part of their life? And so I'd encourage even just yeah schools to think about that. That's, um, that's such an interesting point though because it's a structural change that yeah. has very personal impacts right mm -hmm. like instead no. of just like it's the a focus, message it, that's right yeah and and i'm thinking about that in light of yeah schools are an academic institution first and yeah. so it makes sense that when i'm meeting with with parents yeah. in a formal way like at yeah. conferences that we're going to talk at and we should talk about academics i'm not suggesting absolutely that. but if we believe that students are whole persons creating god's image yeah. doesn't that change what the conference ought to be about yeah. then mm -hmm. yeah. too and I keep coming back to some of my own experiences as a teacher and having parents want to like read me the riot act for things that have, and rightly so, right? Yeah. Like early in my career, mm -hmm. I did things that I shouldn't have done or I, did, I left things undone that I should have yeah. done. And so they should, you know, hold me to account for that. But it wasn't a partnership yeah. kind of a thing. And so much of it was around achievement, grades, yeah. how, how kids are doing in my yeah. class. And that's a shame if, yeah. if that's all that mm -hmm. that conversation is going to be about, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so I wonder about other ways then that if, if, if schools are locked into a place where that parent-teacher conference is going to be right after report cards and you're going to talk yeah. about grades, well, how do you expand that conversation to other ways to have that? And what structural things can you do yeah. to make sure that that happens, right? Yeah. Are there... Are there questionnaires are there some mm -hmm. are there some things in place that help those conversations right. along right. and I think back to you know this is 20 years ago when I started teaching but we tried to call every family in the first two weeks of school um, yeah. and so as a middle school teacher I'd call my homeroom mm -hmm. to, just to make a, a positive first contact right, right. Uh, before we've got some yep. problem yeah. out there right now it feels really old school like you're actually take a couple evenings out of each of those first couple weeks to actually make try yeah. to make we did that with all of our freshmen but yeah and mm -hmm. and i feel We'd like it does them all up and it sets a tone yep. right to connect with uh, one of my twitter friends rick rowe who's been teaching math for a long long time and he often tweets out like i'm making good calls home and that's his hashtag good calls home yeah. and not because there's a problem but to like yeah. find things to celebrate in yeah. in his students and then take the time to actually communicate those things outside of academic achievement yeah right yeah. like I think that matters oh absolutely if I, if I think about if i think about myself as a high school student and if there was caller ID back in the day, I can only imagine what my mom would think every time the school's phone number sure. showed up, right? Because that phone, that <laughs> phone rang, that phone rang a, rang a lot. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you another story. Well, well, what if, what if for every student that when that, you know, that phone, that number shows up on the caller ID or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that it's that it's someone from the school saying, let me tell, let me tell you something about your child that I saw today that right. that I just think is inspiring or beautiful or mm -hmm. wonderful or let me just tell you about an interaction with your child or let me tell you about something I've learned about your child that yeah. I think is is delightful like who who doesn't need to hear hear mm -hmm. that right like it is parenting is is hard work it is we all know that right, right. and so we all need to be encouraged so maybe even partnering right good yeah. good yeah. calls home or good emails, good emails home. Home. and it doesn't it doesn't even have to be that long. I, I'm just going back to the report card thing too, guys, because I'm just thinking about when we put those things together, like, you know, inviting parents in, you know, I think sort of what the message, I, and maybe not intentionally, I hope not intentionally, mm -hmm. is basically if your kid's 
if your kid's doing good, however we define that, you don't need to come in oh, like yeah. right. And this is only if your child is if things aren't going if well. Things we aren't going well, well, then we then we yeah. need mm-hmm. to meet. And and even that yeah. right sort of sends the because because the assumption then is if you're you're doing well means you're doing well academically, and there could be a whole bunch of other things that right. are worth. Talking about both ways, even for the parents to share about the child. We know they're doing well. We just want to let you know what else is going on in her life. For sure. So that you can get to know them and support them, support them in every way. As a whole person. Yeah. So one school that I used to teach at, we, in the spring semester, in the fall we had more traditional conferences, but in the spring we would have students participate in the conferences. Mm -hmm. And I I always loved this as a teacher. I know the students always love this by middle school because they're going to sit down with their parents their teacher and have to like talk about Um, and we would prepare things for this they'd have a portfolio work that they would say these are things I'm proud of or things that we're going to share and talk about and then it becomes kind of a celebration of learning but the thing I loved about that is it gets it away from just talking about grades it talks about some of the bigger hopes and dreams that this kid has and to be able to express some of that to mom and dad and the teacher and like that was pretty great well and how great for that student to have to articulate Yeah. yeah Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and yeah, for some for celebration some, of partnership. Right. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. For yeah. some, like that is a terrifying thing for them to have to present. But the flip side of it is, I always come back to it's like you see that my my mom and dad and my teachers they're they are in this together yeah. because mm-hmm. they care about me. Yeah. And like at a tacit deep down yeah. level, that's a message that that's gets formative. Conveyed. Right. Yeah. My my last year at the the school where I was principal, at, we moved parent teacher conferences to three way conferences. So we Parents, students, and teachers would be at those conferences, yeah. the first conferences in the fall, right? And, and I understand the question, like, what if there's something we need to talk about? Yeah, maybe. right. But you know what? That's probably not a conversation that you should have in 10 or 12 minutes. And that's right. probably a bigger conversation. <laughs> yeah. And again, what's the learning target? What's the learning target mm-hmm. of the conferences, right? Yeah. And even if you think that's a hard conversation, might there be a benefit for the student? Right. To be part of that, I think one of the other cool ways that we experienced as as parents was um, our kids being at a school where there was a celebration of learning. So an academic pep rally, basically, mm-hmm. where yeah. where school the whole school or the middle school did these amazing projects, and then they put them up and down the hallway, and the students had to do d- different. You know, they dressed up, or whether it was like ancient Rome or did whatever it was. And you would just go through the whole school celebrating student learning. And that was just such an amazing, not just to celebrate our own kids, Mm -hmm. but a real communal event of like going, you know, people were doing spoken word poetry. There was music happening. Um, there was there was science experiments happening. You just walk through the school and you're like, wow, like look at all the learning happening across the grades and I just Mm -hmm. continue to wonder about how do we find ways to invite to give for lack of a better word parents permission to come into the school like that that is beyond like hey come to cheer on a basketball game which is good come for a concert which is all good come and volunteer in the concession stand is all good but how do we get all these parents in here cheering these students on in their learning, which right. is what, which right. is the primary, the primary reason primary these schools exist. So I just thought that was one of the coolest yeah. ways, these celebration my, of My learning. students have had 
a significant event like that in every grade. Not yeah. all together yeah. where the whole school does yeah. it, but awesome. like right in first grade, mm-hmm. they do a talking zoo and a yeah. diorama and dress wow. up. And there was a state parade last yeah. year, right? They do a Native Great. American fair. Wow. They Love do, it. you know, so so even they can mm-hmm. be done on a smaller scale too yeah. Yeah. with yeah. individual grades if logistics are, are an issue. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think just to find ways to draw parents mm-hmm. in to celebrate the learning. I, I think drawing parents in whether it's a celebration, whether it's with discipline, whether it's good phone calls home, right? Yeah. That in that in all things that we're trying to say, hey, like how do we do this together? Education as formation. How do we do yeah. this together? Yeah, because um, yeah, we spend you know a thousand hours a year with every child. That is a long. Yeah. That is a lot of time, and right. so yeah, to be partners is absolutely essential, for sure. Friends, we know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for playing around in the sandbox with us this week. We hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. Finally, we'd like to send you into your day and this week with this blessing. So to our listeners, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone, and thanks for listening. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.